Well, hi, Heather. Hi, Vesta. <laughs> More open graves. Oh, there's plenty to go around. Yeah. Well, How was your weekend? Uh, <laughs> it was all right. I mean, I didn't have quite the weekend you did, but I... Oh, fuck. It was a different kind. For me, it was Easter. It was a different kind of Easter. My uh, yeah. My parents got COVID, so uh, oh shit, I'm sorry. So I ended up staying here, and I okay. seen a friend's friend was in a play in uh, Silver Lake, so I went and saw her perform. Oh, was that at Casita del Campo? Yeah, I saw yeah. your picture. Yeah, I'd never <laughs> been there. That was such oh, a- it's fun. That place is and fun. It was just just hopping like middle yeah. of the afternoon. It was. Just- <laughs> place to be inside outside people everywhere yeah it's i've seen like i've been to drag shows there mostly okay yeah they have yeah. great little theater downstairs yeah i know <laughs> it was so intimate and just like it's like the you know a, a trillionth of the size of a normal stage but they made it work <laughs> yeah sound and the lighting was great and yeah um so that was an unexpected easter surprise first time i ever walked around the silver War- silver lake reservoir didn't oh know- yeah did that um and that was it and then yeah now I'm you know hemorrhaging like a stuck pig but that's okay. oh lovely yeah I'm sorry ah <laughs> uh, fantastic to be a woman oh um, I know <laughs> how was your weekend oh wait I'm sorry Good. I saw a brilliant performer on oh the- yeah you came into the poached brothel <laughs> for the first time that was something else yeah I know I'm so glad you finally made it <laughs> thank you so much for having me that was like a just every minute was curated and there was performance it was like it wasn't you know I've been to events where it's kind of like you guys knew what you were doing like everybody was yeah. like it was like a well-oiled machine and you know everywhere you looked there was something to look at that was unique or artistic and you know or a performance happening so it was quite nice that's the idea. I'm glad it like actually came across that way. I always like to ask people like, what, how would you describe like your first impression of this? Cause I have a hard time. I've been in it for so long that I have a hard time like accurately describing it. How do they, um, do you guys like, you know, shoot dice to decide who's, uh, who's going on first or last, or is it just. Um, no, we do have an actual like run of show, um, Google doc style. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> but but it's fucking El Cid also. So as you may have noticed, I uh, was moved outside because we were clearing out early. Yes. So it is also kind of, there's a lot of wing in it too, but it works out. Yeah. It, I thought it would, but it worked, it worked out fine. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how, as a performer, I know you probably r- would prefer a stage, but as not Whatever. a performer, it was quite nice to have that <laughs> intimacy. It was that, intimate. You know, right there. So anyway. Yes. And then what cool. did you do yesterday? It was fucking Passover. So that's why I'm hungover right now. <laughs> Man, so, I mean, we actually, I guess Passover was Friday, but that was the poetry brothel. So my family did Passover on Easter. Uh, and that is a drinking holiday. So. <laughs> no, we don't go full Manischewitz. Manischewitz is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did, but, wait, did, uh, did you have like the sommelier curate your wine? Yeah, you yeah. Kelly, wine? Michael, Amy were all there. So yes, Michael brought a whole wine selection and uh, we did the whole Seder situation, which is probably the most Jewish thing that we do. Okay. We actually do go for the full like Haggadah Seder situation wow. with oh the reading reading of the things. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's a very um, sort of social justice oriented holiday okay yeah which i guess is what (laughs) this is our segue into like we actually have a topic today holy shit we couldn't have timed this any better it's like yeah (laughs) we're coming out of passover easter weekend and we want to talk about religion in the (laughs) the goth community Uh, yeah oh yeah does your family normally do so you normally do easter stuff yes um my parents sing in the choir like they do i didn't know that Wow. Like four services. I think last year I went to the sunrise service. I mean, that's dedication. Sunrise. Holy shit. Yeah. Easter comes with a sunrise service. I really, I got to say, I appreciate that Jews do everything after sundown. <laughs> we're, a, we're a night people. <laughs> you are. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Normally do the, do the whole thing. Um, couldn't this year. Uh, we're going to try to make up for it, but that's okay. Uh, I tried to celebrate yeah. in my own way. I actually... I actually watched a church service yesterday. You did? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, Zoom style? 
a pastor that I kind of like that I, it, it just listening to him kind of reminds me of when I was really young and like he, he would do Monday nights while I was in high school. So it, it was, yeah. So he's kind of like, a oh, wow. kind of calming thing. So he had his online yesterday that anyone could just chime into. So I actually did. I was a good church girl yesterday. You were. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So religion a, I know we're, yeah. probably, we're something tells me we're going to bump heads on this, but that's, okay. I know it's fun. I, I am wearing my uh, inverted cross today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's such an interesting topic because ugh, like Catholic imagery is so ingrained in like not only the goth subculture, but like the concept of the gothic going back before we had a subculture even. Yeah. So I think that that's part of why they're so linked. And I do, I wish people talked about it more instead of just like, you know, incorporating the aesthetic. Um, right. We do have a lot of ex-Catholics in our community. Yes. Or even current Catholics. Yeah, there's some. It's kind of funny. I mean, it's not like people are going around talking about it, but when it's, right. it's like I've encountered just like, I don't know how, like just in conversation or something, not like I'm asking, but like they, you know, they'd volunteer it or it's, which is amazing to me because I always assume everyone's like an atheist. Right. <laughs> which I think is also pretty common. Like, I think we're actually a very diverse group between like atheists, you know, ex-Catholics, practicing Christians, a lot of witchy folks. Yes. Or and um, some, some who are both. Yeah, I mean, you consider yourself both, don't you? <laughs> do. so you're like a, a Christian witch. <laughs> I'm a hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a secular Jew. <laughs> we got a lot going on. Not, not, yeah. None of which is ex-Catholics, which I do still think is like the dominant group. But I don't know. Yeah. So let's like, tell me about that. You do still identify as a Christian? I do. I do. And, um, you know, I do believe in God. I'm a I always have um, my view of the church has changed um, mm -hmm. as far as, you know, I think, I think humans are, can fuck everything up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, any, uh, yeah, so you get into anything very, institutional. Yeah. Right. So people are very quick to sort of like denigrate religion based on churches and their antics when for yes. me it's about faith and it's about my belief in God than an institution. So that's where I'm coming from. You know, I feel like, I feel like it doesn't have to be all or nothing in our world. I think there is like a lot of room for spirituality on any level. Um, yes, so, I agree. Yeah. This, the stuff that we're going to probably bump heads on is more like <laughs> the lines where it's like, to me, like this, this fits, it, it fits nicely with some of the stuff we've already talked about, like how here we have like this subculture that embraces people who have been ostracized or kicked out or like weird or considered, you mm -hmm. know, non-normal or non-mainstream or whatever, for whatever reason, including very welcoming to the gays and all that stuff. And then you, <laughs> then you have, then you have also a fact, a faction of our subculture that kind of like insults people who do believe by mm. wearing things that's kind of like, yeah. So it goes along the lines of like, yes, we are very open and welcoming, but like, I feel like some, sometimes people like want to like piss all over it if you believe in something. Mm. And so it's, it's not like you're one of those people at all. I'm not like, it's, you're not an example, but if it's, if I see a pentagram or if I see somebody like that, who isn't necessarily an active Satanist and that's a religion, I feel like a lot of the times it's to rain on those who do mm. believe's parade or, or to just sort of insult to so me, I don't or mock, I don't, mock it. Okay. You know what? It. Yes. I will agree about the mocking, but I think that mocking isn't always mm, like I fully don't see pentagrams in that way. Um, the inverted cross, I could see that more so because that is a direct um, uh, using an aesthetic and then rejecting its concept. Um, it's, it's also but a, pe image a pentagram that, though is separate. Like, I don't think that that is I don't think pentagrams should be insulting to Christians. They're just a separate thing. Well, I mean, given the way that I was always the, I understood it as far as my research and whatnot was that the 
tip is, you know, supposed to be a goat's head and represents the, mm. you know, and that's why the inverted is the witch, which is upside down, which is nature as opposed to. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of. Um, and actually when I wear pentagrams, they're mostly the upright, the witchy kind. Right, 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 right. This kind. Yeah. I'm talking about the actual like Satan yeah. version with the goat's head and what that's supposed to mean. Although um, I do have a purse with that exact image on it <laughs> <laughs> with, the, with the goat and everything. Sure you do. <laughs> And just fun fact, I wanted to just mention um, the upside down cross. Actually, um, there is a, a place for it in Christianity. Yes, but- I know that, too. And I find that so interesting. So it's like the more you know yeah. about the history, it like it, that's why I find it so interesting as a an aesthetic object, because it sort of implies this rejection, but it can be taken both ways. Well, the, you know, the disciple Peter, the yeah, you know refused to be crucified he was being put to get death for his beliefs like jesus and he refused to be crucified the same way in fact right. more painful the way he he so he made them crucify him upside down so that's where like that imagery comes from but um you know obviously we see it used to sort of like in what the exorcist or like the, right right sort of mock <laughs> you know mock the faith as opposed to like be a thing so to me it's like you know that's where I'm coming from with stuff. Of course, I know you as a person. I, I would never assume that that that's your thing at all. I mean, you have a more of appreciation for the subversive. Yeah. So I see where you're coming from, but, but I mean, if not, let's get into it. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, I, I think that like subversion and irreverence are core to like using, using aesthetics without a religious implication in the, I mean, in the same way, like I have rosaries as well. Like I have the proper versions of these things too. Yeah. And if I layer them all together, which I sometimes do, and actually this is burned into my brain. My friend, Steven, who was doing our theme music, uh, made an Instagram post. This is a long time ago. And he's like draped in all of his, you know, death rock jewelry and rosaries and inverted crosses, pentagrams, the whole deal. And his caption was play nice children. <laughs> <laughs> Can't we all just get along? By wearing them all together. Like, honestly, there is something leaning toward the, you know, <laughs> the uh, bumper sticker, the coexist bumper yeah. sticker. Yeah. Like, it kind of reminds me of that in a less cheesy way. I would not put a coexist bumper sticker on my car, but wearing crosses, pentagrams, uh, you know, Egyptian iconography, all of these religious symbols together, I think sort of important implies that it's all part of the same narrative, regardless of belief. Right. But, um, but respect for each one individually, I think like that's to me is where I'm coming from is like, you know, I just, I just like the open-mindedness of our subculture to sort of maybe think about that in letting people have their own beliefs. But I don't think that like necessarily goth is Catholic or I'm not trying to be like, well, no, we're bring the crosses in. Like, that's not what I'm saying <laughs> at all. It's just like, don't like. Well, how do you feel hurt, about people you know? wearing uh, like straight up like Christian imagery, like rosaries, but you know that they're not religious. How does that feel? Well, that also kind of feels like mocking too. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like that, like that stuff. I don't, I don't know that. I, I'll just be honest. I'm not saying like, get this out of here. I'm just saying yeah. like that kind of stuff. I don't, you know, it's, I mean, what is the reason for wearing it? Just because they're beautiful or are they trying to make a statement because? I know. think it's a, re- a reappropriation. Cause I mean, if you look at like the origin of uh, goth uh, imagery, subculture and music, the content of the music, like Bauhaus started this and like Christian death, that's like the whole concept of Christian death too. I mean, yeah, like t- tell me how you feel about Roz Williams and Christian death. Cause that was uh, like a, fully like blasphemy oriented project well yeah i mean you know the story about that i recently that we recently talked about how he carved a swastika in someone's head oh boy yeah it's like (laughs) yeah i don't know do i i mean the man was seriously disturbed clearly that's very true yeah i don't i don't have any reverence for it and that to me is like exactly it's like why are they i don't understand why people try so hard to I don't know. To me, like the, the very concept of that band name is yeah. like, that says it all. It's just like, 
what about focusing on what you're into instead of trying to trash somebody else? Like that, that's like that, that part I don't understand because. Well, I think it's because, well, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, if you were a model of, of, of happiness, <laughs> if they were a model of like success and whatever, I mean, like that would be one thing, but like, it's very problematic. I think where they're coming from, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess yeah. I mean, you're asking me, I'm answering honestly, but I'm not up here trying to like turn a scene around or change anything. Yeah, I'm it's just, a complicated thing. Yeah, I'm just saying like my point of view. I mean, it's like, it's what if I wore like a swastika, like out of jest? Like, I, Well, we had that phase in the 90s that was really common and uh, people have yeah. sort of righted that wrong, but that did happen. That was not unheard of. And what if people were using it as jest or to make fun of it or like i mean see there's so much there's so much room for misinterpretation yeah. of it. that's like that is in in itself very problematic in my opinion yeah i think so. honestly since oh god since the trump era i think that is what sort of righted the wrong of the uh, like nazi fetish mm-hmm. thing because people had to realize that nazis are still real mm-hmm. um i think there was a sort of delusion mainly in the 90s that that was so far behind us that we could use that as an aesthetic and a commentary without invoking the actual meaning of it which I think is was wrong Mm -hmm. but people didn't really get that and I think a lot of that also had to do with especially back then there were not a lot of Jewish people in the goth scene Mm. so there was already a disconnect from like the meaning of that like I you know I've talked yeah with you off off cam before about like how i went through that with an ex who i'm still very close with and he's yeah. sort of righted that wrong as well and offered to let me burn some of this nazi shit yeah. but i you know in my more naive days in my 20s i did sort of cool girl put up with having some nazi shit around yeah. because i did and i don't agree with 20 year old me now but the at the time, I felt like, well, if I, a Jewish goth person, can be okay with this, then I've won. Like, I've triumphed over what that once meant, mm-hmm. you know? And there, there was, there's some meaning there, but I don't quite feel that way nowadays. Um, right. But I also think with things like Christian Death and, like, early Bauhaus, I don't think it's really shitting on other people as much as like that was their way of processing a religion that hurt them. Like Ros Williams was raised strict Baptist. And uh, I think, I don't know, Peter Murphy, I I was assuming Catholic, but now that I'm like, well, you're British. So Church of England, I don't know. But they were raised Christian in a church setting that was painful. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see. I see it's a way to process their trauma, but I think a lot of fans take that as a, you know, as a whole and it gets, it gets, you know, used for like across the board generalizing. And I don't know, I just want like, I just want as much, I mean, you may not agree with it. I don't agree with everything either, but it's like, I just want respect for what I do believe in. And it is weird to see, to me, it does feel very uh, aggressive. But, mm. you know, um, I don't look at the, the, our subculture as, as one, like, I'm, I'm not looking for Catholic imagery. That's not my thing I'm drawn towards. I'm, I'm not, I think it doesn't have to be an anti-religious atmosphere either. Like, I feel yeah. like I don't attach any, like, that's not where I go in my mind. And that's not what has always drawn me there. To me, it's like death is the common denominator. like you know for all we all we're all gonna have to meet our maker someday or you know whatever or deal with it oh yeah sidebar i wanted to say this (laughs) is the first weekend in a long time we've had three religions celebrating their holy days i know it all overlaps yeah 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 it's kind of it's like speaking of what you were saying before about like the layering of the jewelry and stuff yeah (laughs) pretty amazing anyway and yes, I was wearing my inverted cross at Passover dinner on Easter. <laughs> <laughs> Taking communion out of the chalice. Pretty much. <laughs> Tell me about how like your your witchiness hybrids with your Christian. Yeah, um, well, um, it'll it 
it always has. It's always been part part of me, even when I was a little girl. And I remember, you know, telling my parents about some of the stuff that was happening or the like things that I felt like, I don't know, this this might be this might getting a little too far down the rabbit hole, but um, let's go. Well, I just remember like I feel like when you're younger, like some some things are a little more potent. Um, and I remember like having the ability to like change street um, street lights and from red to green or you know, like, oh wow, things like that or light or turn lights on and off. And I remember I started talking to my mom about it. And so she got very concerned and, you know, because that stuff is considered kind of like the demonic element and yeah but I I was how did, how did they respond to that um they did not respond well to it um, <laughs> yeah. but it was done you know it wasn't condemning me or anything like that but it was like it I got the message that it wasn't looked upon very well and yeah um the thing is is that like I know that I was young enough. My parents were super strict. So I, I wasn't exposed to any movies or TV or any like mm. books or literature that was talking about that. So it wasn't even something that I would have like was trying to rebel by doing. Right. I was too young anyway. I was like six or seven or something around there. When so, did you see the movie Carrie? <laughs> uh, oh, I, high school? <laughs> yeah. High school. <laughs> Yeah. That's okay. just what it made me think of. That's why yeah, I had to say yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I was never allowed to watch yeah. scary stuff. Um, so the fact that I like, it didn't interfere or question my beliefs. It was just a part of me that I was kind of like, I would always look into. And then I find out like, you know, that I have all these other sort of sensory skills that I think it's kind of part of it. And um, I look at it as normal and natural for me and it doesn't go against what I believe and it doesn't you know what I'm saying like yeah it doesn't I'm not like that's why I'm very um specific about what type of things I'm drawn to because I do believe that there is power in them that's why I don't go down the dark side of magic mm -hmm. or any of, of witchcraft or anything like that I it's all very light based when it comes yeah. to that and yeah, so, I know you have an altar in your apartment. I do, I do. And for <laughs> me, it's not necessarily an, like, maybe it's, oh, I guess it is considered an altar, but it's not, um, I'm not doing spells on it or anything like that. It's, it's hmm. basically um, collections of meaningful things from people who are meaningful in my life. So that's it's like more of a celebration of the good things. So yeah. that's why, that's, that's what I consider my altar. Um, but I'm not, I don't have like, you know, I'm not like offering up something to somebody. Right. Um, That's interesting. I guess by that standard, I have altars as well. I just don't think of it that way. Mm -hmm. But the way that my like vestibule space is decorated is like very curated and mostly things that have been given to me from people close to me. And I do like consciously like to be able to look around the room and be like, that's that person. That's that person. That's that person. Right. Right. Um, right. Like so I guess I have a, a human, you know, human connection yeah. altar as well. I just don't uh, use those words about it. Keeping people close to me. And um, yeah, I have, you know, I have, I do have some ashes up there of my, cat, oh, wow. my two cats and my aunt's uh, urn. Mm. Oh, you should uh, take a photo of your altar space and we'll put it on the Instagram. I'll take a photo of mine too. No, I'm serious. <laughs> that might is that be okay a with too you? private. <laughs> is that too much? Okay. Fair enough. We'll I understand. See. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah so yeah I don't know that's why it's like I'm very like I have a spirituality I wouldn't consider myself a deeply religious person by any means I hate the term religious I feel like yeah. I have spirituality you know I do believe in God um, I do you know I would call myself a Christian but you know everybody's definitions of Christian like they instantly go to this one thing that like the media has right. told you it is. And like, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's to me, it's like, it has become the opposite of what it's supposed to be um, yes. by human beings. And I find that that happens in all religions, but it's just, you know, it's like, that's why, I, you know, this whole like right-wing movement is so insulting to me, like the political right-wing movement, because it's like, Jesus 
<laughs> was a socialist. Oh fuck yeah, Jesus was a total hippie socialist. He would feed. He would feed like all these like you know illegal aliens are invading our borders. Like oh my god, I know. Would be the first person to say let them in, and here's the shirt off my back. Like it's yep. it's that whole mentality that I just that I feel like really perverts what the definition of a Christian is to most people. Um, I want to make you make you a bumper sticker that says Jesus was a social justice warrior. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> I, I honestly like it. That's that's what I honestly believe. And like to me, I'm just, when I see it bastardized so badly, I just yeah, I can't. And that is also one thing that I you know I consider myself kind of a secular Jew because like I very much do identify as Jewish, but I don't really practice religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sort of like I say atheist leaning, <laughs> right? Because I think saying atheist implies a the same amount of faith that a person with faith has where it's like you are sure and I am very comfortable with being solidly unsure you know I like to live in a gray area that's fine and I guess that's technically agnostic but the word agnostic always feels like you're waiting on something <laughs> I don't feel yeah. that way either <laughs> yeah or it implies like laziness or just like or yeah like I don't have time to to go there and make a decision when I know I think it's like I I see it as like a a belief it or like there there's something out there I don't know what it is like, yeah like kind of a thing and yeah I mean I don't I don't I think you can look at it in many different ways um is your parent are your parents practicing um no religiously no I don't think anyone has been to synagogue since I was a kid um okay. and I was not bat mitzvahed uh just because I didn't really, <laughs> I went to Hebrew school for like a few years and like really didn't give a fuck. And then once they learned that I didn't give a fuck, it turned out they didn't either. <laughs> so that ended. Um, but they are very culturally Jewish. Um, yeah. And my mom very much identifies as spiritual as well. So she is actually more like. She's more spiritually leaning as well as culturally Jewish. My dad's just like was kind of traumatized by religion in general growing up. So yeah. he is definitely atheist leaning. Um, but we, you know, I don't know, like Passover is like kind of the main Jewish holiday as far as I'm concerned. Like Hanukkah really only gets that kind of treatment because it's next to Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it sounded like you guys had a, you did it right. (laughs) We did. And actually like speaking of like Jesus being a social justice warrior, like the Haggadah that we found, we like found a new one this year. So for those who do not know how the Jews work, (laughs) Haggadah is the, um, it's basically a script template type thing that you read during the Seder, which is the Passover dinner, but it's like before real dinner. It's very, all the food objects are very symbolic. So there's like a whole story to go along with it. And like, that's the thing I also appreciate about Judaism. There's like a lot of, it's very symbolism oriented. Like everything is metaphor based and I, my writer brain likes that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so this Haggadah, which is basically the story of Passover, uh, was a social justice Haggadah. And sort of the whole point of it is to uh, use the story of the Jews fleeing slavery as um, we're not just celebrating that like this happened like thousands of years ago we are acknowledging that people are still enslaved and in poverty and we as humans have to work toward justice. And the the line that I sort of attach to is none of us are really free until we are all free. Nice. Wow. Um, So, yeah. So like, even like, I, I don't think it matters if I believe in God or not. That is such a, I don't know, a a human experience. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I mean, I was thinking that some of the uh, similarities or not similarities, but I think in our subculture, the people are drawn towards and kind of like what you just described is the aspect of somewhat of a ritual. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, and I think, I think that's what, you know, my granted, I guess there are rituals and sort of my background and what I grew up in and whatnot, but Catholic, Catholic, oh, yeah. Catholics, Catholics and witches are the most ritual oriented people. Right, right, right. And we have kind of a lot of both of them. <laughs> and people find a lot of comfort in that stuff of like doing the same things and whatever yeah. it is makes them feel safe or protected or something. And so I see a lot of that, like, you know, it does, I don't get, 
whatever I'm not like if I see somebody wearing like that like the whole veil stuff and like you know it's just <laughs> what about okay. the veils I'm not Catholic but I've gone to Catholic churches where they wear the veils and stuff like in church and oh really yeah I think it's for special services um I think usually like around the holidays like Christmas or yeah we're we talking like white bridal looking veils or black funeral know, like, looking veils uh, what are we talking about like a midnight mass kind of like Black, oh okay like veil lace veil like just like a oh yeah i get what you mean the hat yeah yeah, yeah and then thing. you know the like, also midnight mass goth club sounds like goth club. <laughs> i think it is actually <laughs> did you see that mini series they had recently called midnight mass it's like a I? Horror... no i did not oh, watch that it's a horror um series but yeah that was oh cool. you know i think i tried and there was like like animal violence and i couldn't handle it i turned it off yeah it was yeah. a little much i didn't make it through that annabeth gish is in i'm it. a i'm a sensitive wilting flower too i hear you <laughs> yes aren't we all um i can i can enjoy a good horror movie but if there is like a cat death i'm out oh yeah yeah <laughs> same same i can't do it okay side topic yeah i think what we're sort of skirting talking about is also like how our subculture deals with appropriation Hmm. and like when that is actually okay and when it's problematic and like I don't always have an answer to like what that boundary is but like oh yeah I wanted to talk about the goth letterman jacket (laughs) oh one (laughs) what do you mean okay so yes here we go let me tell you the story (laughs) of how I came to be wearing all of this bullshit okay because I wasn't always I was not always okay with wearing Christian, satanic, witchy, anything imagery, because it's not my history mm-hmm. and it's not my practice either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like it wasn't my place to be doing that. Whereas like if you were raised Christian or Catholic and decide to sort of reappropriate a thing from your past, even if you are not practicing, it's like, that's your business. Fucking yeah. Because I think that's like, I mean, that's what, how Bauhaus like did, you know, stigmata martyr, like that's, it's about you repurpose repurposing a thing from your own history. Yeah. So I didn't have that. And as a, you know, <laughs> I, interestingly, I have I still have not addressed this in my own life, but I with all the shit that I wear, I don't wear Stars of David. Hmm. And I think I should start actually. Yeah. Just add it into the mix because that's so just not a part of goth aesthetic at all, even though like we kind of blend all religious imagery together. Right. I think it felt like it would be too serious. And I, all of the things I do are specifically aestheticized and not uh, serious. Well, this is, that would be a very interesting um, experience. And I would challenge yeah. you to wonder, like, what if somebody showed up with it upside down, if it's possible? You know, what's really funny. I think the Jews handled this so well because it's symmetrical. There is no such thing That's as right. an inverted star of David. <laughs> Or like, uh, you know, part of what makes it less fun. Like I, if it was doable, you better fucking believe I would wear an inverted star of David. The old circle with the line through it. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, but I wouldn't wear that about like a cross either. I wouldn't cancel anybody. I'm just trying to like get, you know, just put it in. I'm just trying to like put put it in perspective of like, Oh, I would easily, I would juxtapose it. I've thought about this. I would juxtapose it with a pentagram because they do look kind of similar when you're not paying attention Mm. Um, and sort of like blend it all in that way. Um, Okay, interesting. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see my mine as separate uh, or like exempt from the way that I treat other symbols. Right, right, right. Actually, the only example of this coming up in our community is Susie. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember the like very iconic photo of her with her Star of David shirt? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I actually, I think I had that as like my Facebook background for a while. But the reason she ended up doing that was because she got in trouble for wearing some Nazi shit before oh, that. Oh, okay. Oh, that um, makes sense. But that was like, it was the 80s. It was different. People didn't understand, yeah. you know? Because, yeah, I think that was like the late 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she went full, you know, back. <laughs> Good. That's the only I time I've seen that. She clarified it. She rectified it. I know. It. Yeah, I love that. So uh, I don't know. That's sort of how I feel about combining all the shit. But anyway. 
I remember going through, I mean, we touched on this briefly, but I remember going uh, to clubs and feeling super uncomfortable when I'd see like the Nazi hats and yeah, whatnot and like, back in the day. And like, that made me very leery of industrial music for a little while. Yeah. That's when you'd see that come out the most. Totally. Was, and oh, like, I wanted to ask you about this. A friend of mine is, um, he's writing, like he wrote a couple books about his, like he, he was around during the eighties kind of like, I think he was goth at one point, but like, bear with me. Okay. Was it a phase? Yeah. He identifies with the skinhead culture Mm. and and he says that it's been very much misrepresented for what it was. Yeah. And people all make, make assumptions that it was all Nazis and all this and all that. And so He's very like out to defend it and he's gotten himself into a little bit of trouble. But yeah. I wanted you to, to sort of like, I don't know, can you speak on that? Do you know, are you familiar with that? Well, I would love to maybe have him on the, the pod if it's a friend of yours. Yeah, we'll see if I can, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do know that like the, you know, skinhead punk thing is much more nuanced than I think it's usually seen as. Hmm. And that, um Yes, of course, there are Nazi punks, Nazi skinheads, uh, but that's, I don't know enough about it to really speak to it. But I mean, that, you know, the Dead Kennedys song comes to mind, Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah. Which was their way of saying, like, we are, we are in this subculture, we are punks, and we do not agree with that thing that's happening over there. Right. And I think we have, actually, I just heard a song the other day that came on, like, some Spotify mix. It was called Nazi Goths Fuck Off. <laughs> And it was like some band I'd never heard of and it was not good, but I was like very sincerely amused and it was like, yeah, this, you know, I guess apparently needs to be said. <laughs> good sentiment. I love that. It was I know. I forget who it was. <laughs> yeah, it was for, yeah, came out of nowhere. Yeah, Nazi got fuck off. Um, yeah, I think the industrial scene has that problem too. And like, ooh, like Tenebrae was one of those Nazi, uh, uniform wearing people in the 90s and early 2000s and it really was from a place of pure like naivety Mm. you know like really not understanding that that is still hurting people whereas skinheads I think there's a different thing like some some of them are actually ascribing to beliefs that go with that and like I guess I have to it has to make me empathize more with how you are feeling about people like myself appropriating religious imagery yeah. when I felt like, okay, like just because you want to divorce the aesthetic from its meaning doesn't mean that it works. <laughs> right, right, right. Culturally speaking. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We did yeah, talk it's, about my it's interesting. It's, I mean, I just remember there was a whole time where like it was pretty common to see that. It was. And I yeah. tried to avoid, I really didn't like the industrial rooms at that point because I really- I don't even like industrial music though. So that wasn't hard for me to avoid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like some of it. But, but also, yeah, isn't fucking like and one is actually Nazis we're learning? Oh yeah, that's sort of coming out, isn't it? Yeah. There's, there's I, a don't, lot of- I don't like them anyway. <laughs> I, I got I got to a point where I started looking up like all the German bands I would just Google translate translate their music because I wanted to figure oh. out I was like what am I dancing to with enthusiasm like oh what shit what did what did you discover so I was cracking up because Faderhead Faderhead has a oh song. yeah like I forget what it's called um, but the chorus is like. It's like very like angry, like and I say, and it's like I looked at the chorus and it was like one, two, three, dance. <laughs> like, awesome. <laughs> it's like That's funny. super hard songs where like people get going and you're like, this is what we're dancing to. Okay. And it's basically like could be juxtaposed with like disco lyrics. <laughs> Whereas it's like, okay, serves us right, serves us right. <laughs> but there's this one, um, there's a Wumpscut song called Soylent Green that has oh, yeah, I know uh, some German yelling in it too. And that song always kind of scared me. Like there's mm-hmm. a certain, yeah. like, yeah, there's, t- there's two versions, a German version and the, and the, the German hybrid, English hybrid. And yeah, um, 
I did look it up at one point and it wasn't anything anti-Semitic, but mm. I get a little nervous when I hear the Germans. Yeah. Screaming. Honestly, Germans just shouldn't yell anymore. They had their time and they <laughs> yes. fucked it up real bad. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Maybe the name of our episode, Germans shouldn't yell anymore. <laughs> hey, Germans. Shh. <laughs> You're done. We know some, some kind Germans now, though. Yes, of course. Oh, wait, I, let me get back to the goth letterman yes. jacket. This is a term that I created a few years ago when I started wearing this crucifix shit, when I, which I'd previously been uncomfortable with. So my boyfriend at the time was, in fact, an ex-Catholic. Okay. <laughs> and like very much, you know, death rocker, ex-Catholic, oh God, religious family, Korean, whole deal. And he was always wearing rosaries and like all these like crucifix earrings like the whole face oh yeah he made me the uh, face chain thing mm-hmm. um oh yeah I'm yeah not- so he made me a crucifix earring he made me an ankh and a crucifix so they were like you know mismatched but like weren't together mm-hmm. um i still wear the ankh the crucifix has broken because you will find this probably amusing most of the rosaries and crucifixes i have owned tend to break like ah, my body is rejecting them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But be- prowess. Yeah. Because he made it for me and it was from his own sort of history of having in that way been like raised Catholic and then rejected it, but kept the aesthetics. Right. Made me feel like, okay, I am allowed to wear this because it was made for me by a person who has this experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason that I call it the goth letterman jacket is because that is how I don't think kids still do this anymore. I don't people at my high school didn't even do this. It's very like I'm thinking like Greece era <laughs> type shit where like if a girl is dating a boy on the football team, <laughs> she gets to wear his letterman jacket. You get pinned. Yep. You get pinned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like oh, gross and hetero and sexist and all these things. But you can't just decide to wear a letterman jacket. It has to be part of this sort of like it is given it. to you by <laughs> a person who indoctrinates you, basically. Yeah. So my wearing of uh, other people's religious iconography is my version of the goth letterman jacket. Because even the like witchy, uh, like all the pentagrams and the this this inverted guy right here, like Tenenbrae gave me this one. He is very much about the demonic shit. We know that. We'll talk about yeah. that when we have him on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, even before the crucifixes, Tenebrae did give me my first Ankh. And I felt the same way about that at the time, because I don't know, our subculture can be very aesthetically appropriate uh, in terms of, I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about like Egyptian iconography? Like we have Ankhs on everything. I'm wearing an Eye of Horus earring right now. Yeah. I have Ankhs on my ring. And that's not really a religion that is active in our scene. It's sort of more seen as mythology, but it is a separate culture that really has nothing to do with most people here. Well, the Ankh specifically doesn't that have to do with um, like the God vampire shit. <laughs> I thought it's vampire shit, but also something to do with death specifically. Yes, it is life in death, life after death. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know it, symbolically, I think it works very, very well. I mean, right. I think, I guess, Anne Rice and the hunger are kind of the reason that that happened that way. Okay. That's okay. It's her fault. <laughs> it's yeah, fault. I mean, th- that stuff I don't see the problem with because I feel like those religions would also support like where it's at. Okay. The only stuff that I have problem with is like, I mean, just to be just to level with you like an upside down cross is making a mockery of the epitome of of what it's saying like christ died on the cross for you and you're saying no fuck you i'm turning this upside down so to me like that's the only thing that says there's some energy behind what you're wearing Mm -hmm. as opposed to the other stuff whether i think is sort of appropriate it's it looks appropriate it it is appropriate given like the the death stuff with the Mm -hmm. punks and (laughs) the star of David and, um, things like that. Um, but I, that's, that's the only thing where I'm just like, it's not actively trying to be offensive, <laughs> you know, like that's right. That that's the only thing I'm saying. And obviously a swastika, that would be, yeah. That's, that's actively. Yeah. 
it's actually actively absolutely but i still thought i guess my weirdness around it was that it like that is like somebody else's religious history and culture that was not mine although actually oh my god this is well timed i did have kind of a revelation this week this is might sound like a stretch but bear, bear with me i'm all about stretches because so i've had a <laughs> i've had a hard time justifying wearing you know onks and eye of horus and all of that stuff and it occurred to me i don't know how it took me this many years that as a Jewish person and a Jewish goth person, which is feels like it's not that common, but obviously we've already had a couple of Jewish goth guests on our show. <laughs> that those were the symbols of the oppressors. Like that was what was going on in Pharaoh's kingdom mm-hmm. was that religion. So that's like, oh, I never really considered that I if I'm really like taking it back. Ma- like, yeah, like married to like looking at the symbolism and all these cultural histories, like, oh, no, I actually do have a different kind of access to those that like our other like Christians and ex-Catholics like don't have that relationship yeah. to. I don't know. I just really figured that out like this week. No, I, I like it. I like it. If it makes I mean, if it if if it works with your aesthetic, why not? And just I know, I, and like I feel like I was reaching to like, how do I justify using this aesthetically? The of, but then I came to some like a real conclusion. The Eye of Horus. What is that specifically? Oh, uh, let me show. It's this guy. Oh yes, yes, yes. And yeah. So what is so it, that? that is on the cover of a Sisters of Mercy album, if yes. you recall. And it's you know, this is I'm gonna embarrass myself real bad. I don't remember the full like myth that it's associated with. I know. Horus was. I'm looking it up. It was Isis and Horus, I think, were like had a very like Greek god style incestuous That's relationship, right. right? Like they're, which is also like the Rift and Magenta story, which I'm also very married to. So I have a whole. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they were siblings, but also partners. And when he was killed, in what context I do not know. Are you reading it? Can you can you tell us for me? I'm reading it. Yes. Okay. Uh, the mythical conflict between the god Horus and his rival Set, in which Set tore out and destroyed one or both of Horus's eyes, and the eye was subsequently healed, or returned to Horus with the assistance of another de- deity, such as Toth. Thoth. Thoth. Yeah. Thoth. And so it's associated with uh, well-being, healing, and protection. Okay. And so Horus offered the eye uh, to his deceased father. Oris, o, Osiris. Osiris. And it's- oh, I was mixing up the myths. I was thinking of Osiris, but yes. Okay. okay. The Eye of Horus was equated, oh, with funerary, funerary offerings, as well as offerings given to deities in temple ritual. It could also represent other concepts, uh, such as the moon who's waxing and waning, likened to the injury and restoration of the eye. Nice. Thank protective, you for finding that. Protective magical powers. Yeah, I thought it had something to do with protection. Yeah. I mean, so do um, upright pentagrams. Like it's very much about uh, protection yeah. and yeah. Calling in the, the winds. Yeah. How do you feel about upright pentagrams? Um, I'm fine with them. Yeah. Okay. I, I know, yeah. I, I, I know it's associated with white magic. Yeah. Um, the reasoning behind that and nature and, and everything, it's specifically the way it's positioned. Yeah. I'm fine with those. I am like, yeah, what am I? Am I do I have a gavel? What can stay? What can yeah. <laughs> no, I just yeah, want to know I'm your just, feelings. I'm just giving my honest opinions. Like I'm not telling anyone what they yeah. do or not have or whatever, but like, yeah, I'm just trying to be as honest as I can. <laughs> it's a difficult topic. I, it is. That's why we're doing this. So further question. As a practicing or self-identified Christian. How would you feel about wearing those things yourself? I know you generally don't. Yeah. I mean, I generally don't. I have in the past. I have like, I have jewelry, like I do have cross jewelry, um, but, but I'm not Catholic. So I don't, there was right. no like, no know, rosaries. <laughs> no, it's not a rosary. I also also feel like um, a lot of Catholic people specifically wear the crosses. My mom yeah. wears a cross, but it's, you know, it's, it's not with a, you know, it's usually just the cross itself. It's not the crucifixion. Right. Um, that's, that's very Catholic specifically. Very and the, Catholic. Yeah. the earring that I had that Stefan made for me was the whole fucking like Jesus was on the cross situation. And I'm like, man, that's rough. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't 
normally wear that. There, I, I had a moment, I think like in the early or late nineties where I did wear a lot of crosses, but mm. so did Madonna. I know, <laughs> but look, Madonna took it from goth. She just popularized it. She totally stole it. Oh, I was going to tell you for the record, the person who introduced me to the cure, my pretty much like in high school gateway introduction was Jewish. Oh, she was my first, she was my first she introduced me. We were, she would, she was the one who took me to Rocky. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. <laughs> Her name is Perry. Um, she's no longer with us, but yeah, oh. she's responsible. Uh, she, she taught me to drive when I was 13. Like she's like, yeah, I got wow. a lot of hijinks. <laughs> That's amazing. She, she played us. She, we had a cassette tape um, that we'd play over and over again. That was uh, the cure. And so she introduced me to the cure. That's so great. Interestingly, I feel like Rocky does attract a lot of Jewish people more so than the goth scene. I'm not kidding. <laughs> no, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> she took me to her Jewish, she had a Jewish youth group. Oh, wow. Part, part of, and they all went to Rocky. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I almost just spit out wine right now. That's hilarious. And you know what? Even though I almost spit took, I think I've seen that happen before at the new art. Like that is not unheard of. <laughs> I was like, what youth group would go to Rocky? Fucking cool like, Jews. <laughs> cool Jews. <laughs> Absolutely. No, they were a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun. Aw. Um, anyway, Perry. Perry. Aw. Cheers to Perry. Cheers to Perry. They were like my childhood. We did everything together because the family, they they lived right down the street. So Aww. I knew the whole family. I went to school with the Paul, the her brother, and then she was uh, older than me. Uh, three years older than me and so yeah I got to I carpooled she yeah I got into lots of hijinks <laughs> every time I needed to do anything I was spending the night at Perry's like, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> she would help me sneak out of my house she would like we had it down like she turned her car off and push it to pick me up and then when push it away and like <laughs> whoa oh my god that is <laughs> next advanced, level advanced level that's so funny Anyway. I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I lived on the corner. So there's a lot of like popping walls and yeah. So anyway, uh, what I put my parents through. <laughs> oh, didn't we all? Well, they were no. so strict though. So it's like, yeah, well, that's their fucking fault. <laughs> exactly. That's what I say. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even do anything. I, nothing. Yeah. I mean, I went, we did, we did innocent shit. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We were both like pretty good kids. We were just odd. <laughs> Yes, definitely. I definitely hit the odd uh, category. Yeah. Do you um, practice any any sort of witchery or do you, how do you feel about that? I know you have friends that are kind of active in that stuff. Do you, does it have any pull on you one way or the other or do you remain your vest? I love it. Um, I don't really, I don't know, subscribe to any specific spiritual or religious beliefs which I think kind of bars me from like participating in that kind of witchery okay. um like I don't I don't know again sort of like the satyr situation like I, I appreciate symbolism in all forms in how it affects like the human psyche so in that way I find that stuff really appealing mm. whether it involves a higher power or not is less of my concern so I kind of don't with it because I do have a respect for it. Okay. So because I do have that respect, I kind of don't think it's for me to participate in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, I mean, I, I look witchy, all of my stuff in my house looks like it could be an altar, but it's really just curated stuff <laughs> yeah. with, with human meaning. And I, you know, I think that that's a thing that also that Jews and witches have in common is that everything involved in any kind of ritual, even if it's just a dinner, has symbolism. And it doesn't even really matter what your higher belief is. Okay. Because like, I, I don't know, I am of the people. <laughs> I don't know what happens when we die. I'm fine with that. But I know that we're all here. And I think that also is a very Jewish thing that I've sort of learned later in life that like, we don't believe in hell. There, like there is an afterlife in like the Jewish religion, but it's very ambiguous and it is not about judgment in the way that, I mean, how, how do you feel about the concept of heaven and hell? 
I do believe there is one. I mean, that's yeah. kind of why the whole Satanist stuff, you know, I, it's, to me, it's like, I don't fuck with it. Like it's, yeah. not, it's for a reason. Cause I feel like it, it yeah, I'm not, I'm not, ma- I'm not calling in something that I, you know, that's negative to me. It's very, right. Um, so I will say this sort of in, de- in defense of Satanism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like there's the way that I see it. And like, I'm sure anyone who's listening is going to want to correct me because I don't know how well I'm going to say this, but that there was like the church of Satan, which was, you know, the fucking actual devil worship, Anton LaVey bullshit. Um, but the, that, that kind of, I don't know anyone who's actually been involved in that, but I do know a lot of people who you probably do too, who are part of uh, the satanic temple. Mm-hmm. which is an atheist organization. So it's sort of, and what I do appreciate about them is like they actually kind of are an atheist social social justice organization that uses the guise of religion in order to sort of make headway against this problem that we have in this country around the separation of church and state. So they- sort of an oxymoron though, because an atheist would have no belief in deities well, and, that's true. It's because it's not about the deity. There's no devil worship. <laughs> right. But then why would they attribute themselves to the church of Satan? Like in itself, that's like, it works against itself. So the way that I see that is that it's using the narrative and the mythology to use Satan as a, this symbol for someone who rejected the hierarchy and separated from that so it's, 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 it's a symbolic narrative. I don't think it has, okay, and so I, I know, I know you're not going to learn disagreeing with me, but like, <laughs> no, I, it, and no, I'm, I'm learning about it because to me, it just doesn't make sense that they would even, why don't they just say they're atheists? Like there's a lot of atheists that do a lot of social justice too. Like why the connection? So other than, okay. So it's like a metaphor for what happened, like, you know, the mythology of the whole fell, didn't he, you know, the whole thing of like, he tried to be like God right? cast down. So, yeah. So I think what it, it oh God, again, I'm probably not getting this completely right. We're going to definitely have a friend who is a member of the uh, satanic temple on to talk about this cool. much better than I am right now, but that because they are registered as a religious organization, they are able to counter a lot of uh, right wing Okay. Shit that like w- wouldn't they wouldn't be in the same sort of playing field if they were just a social justice organization. Now you're um, curious if atheism is considered a religion or not because I've seen the associations they yeah. do stuff all the time. They sponsor highways. They, yeah, I know. Yeah. We have all of the yeah atheists united. Yeah, and, isn't uh-huh. it? I would think it would be considered a religion. That's weird. I mean, I think no, not. that's interesting. I think it's it's considered a religious of oh god, a religious yeah. affiliation, but it's okay. specifically not a religion. Yeah, but it does seem like it is, and that's why I don't consider myself a strict atheist because right. it sounds right. like you're very sure of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't aspire to be that sure of myself in any direction. I the the people that I know <clears throat> that don't necessarily subscribe to Anton Lavey's interpretation of Satanism. Oh, he's full of shit. But that guy. The basis of this the people like from the whatever the scriptures or whatever they read it the concept is mainly to thyself be true and i feel a lot of nihilism is sort of part of their beliefs as well which to me is um the part that i disagree with and it's like if it like it's almost like if i want to do it i'm going to do it and it's kind of like it's a very self to me it's very selfish view i actually Um, fully agree with you on that yeah um, yeah, and that's sort of why, like the you know Anton Levey, like Church of Satan, it, it's for assholes. Like it, it's for assholes. <laughs> like no, there's no reason for morality in their world. So it's like whatever their belief is that feels yeah. good to them at the time is the right choice. Which to me, I don't think that's a very responsible way to look at the world. I'm not arguing no. religion. I'm just saying like that philosophy in itself is very troublesome. Oh, I- I've, I fully agree with you on that. And that's why I'm like, you know, fuck, fuck yeah. that brand of Satanism because it, it is individualistic in a problematic way that I think is very appealing in like, cool, here's a turn. In the same way that libertarian is appealing to people of a certain mindset, usually younger white men who feel like they have all the autonomy in the world and shouldn't be told what to do. Right. 
Like there's a very uh, libertarian-ness to that uh, Church of Satan philosophy. And I hate both of those. Um, yeah, because it doesn't but, take, yeah. I will argue this. If you are a good person, like actually a, you know, good person, and then also go by that, like, fuck that doctrine of like, you know, to thy own self be true, like do what thou wilt. That's the whole of the law. If you're genuinely a good person, those things will work out fine. Because I don't think that this is actually a whole other tangent that I've talked about not in terms of religion, but in terms of how I see dandyism also. Oh. Um, yeah, I know, right? Weird turn. <laughs> Just dovetailed into dandyism. Which actually kind of, maybe that is my religion. <laughs> um, in basically, oh God, because I've, oh, I do a lot with the picture of Dorian Gray and that's a very, it can be seen as either very moralistic or very, I don't know, there's like a humanizing way to see it too, where if you are behaving benevolently, then also like living hedonistically, like I guess it's more about hedonism than about dandyism. So yes, I do sort of identify or have tried to identify as what I would call a benevolent hedonist. Mm -hmm. So it is okay to be a pleasure seeker and please yourself as long as it is not at the expense of others. And if you're a person who has empathy, you will not enjoy yourself if it is at the expense of others. So there's like a double definition of like, if you have empathy, you cannot find pleasure while hurting someone. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the case for most people on this planet. So that's yeah. why we have these problems. <laughs> yeah. That's my biggest problem with libertarianism. libertarianism. Absolutely. It's, it's that, just like yeah. selfish and fuck everyone. And like, Ignores, and people, ignores privilege, ignores, ignores yeah. privilege and ignores the fact that not everybody will respond in the same way they will. Like it's exactly it's like if, if I'm a good person, I can handle my gun. Like, <laughs> right. I have an accent when I talk about this, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a whole, I get in arguments all the time with a certain somebody. Um <laughs> It's the same thing. It's like, yeah, because you I do too. It was the person whose name came up on the screen earlier. Interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, it all makes sense. Should we set them up? No. <laughs> and it's like, it's funny because, it, you know, it's just that same old like, oh, well, I can handle myself responsibly. I know how to work this thing. I, but right. not everybody does. And like, for while all walking around with guns, it's not, you know what I mean? It's like, or whatever is like so you just you trust that everybody's going to make good decisions as well and they're not so you have to right. start thinking in macros like it's yeah. not it's not just this your specific freedom it's anyway now yep. we're on political team. i know it's like well it's gonna happen <laughs> that reminds oh, me Jim- some religion baby Oh yeah, that's what we're here for we're talking about all the you know, sex politics religion all the things you're not supposed to talk about at dinner yeah i was just gonna say i missed out on my Easter dinner with family because my parents were sick. So I'm getting in the arguments now. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Easter, Passover, Ramadan, et cetera. Uh, Coexist. Coexist. Yeah. (laughs) My jewelry collection is basically a coexist bumper sticker. (laughs) You should wear all your necklaces at once. (laughs) I think I have. I mean, that's what I was telling you like Stephen used to do. (laughs) That would be so heavy. I was, I, it would be heavy <laughs> physically, <laughs> physically and emotionally. Um, I was going to say, I always, I always appreciated the fact that um, you s- still wore that face chain, like for oh, yeah. years after you broke up with your ex. And I thought that was like such a sweet thing. And Oh, that's part of my whole jam about like, I, you know, not only do I stay friends or at least friendly with my exes, but like, I don't stop wearing things that someone gave to me just because we're not together. Like the meaning of whatever that was is still there. And aesthetically, I apparently still like it. But then COVID happened and masks happened and I stopped wearing the nose chain for mask, mask related reasons. Maybe I'll start again soon. And now you're rocking a sexy, you know, headphone situation. Oh, this is, let's not talk about this. I I am in the the nerdy, the nerdy headset for this Zoom call right now. (laughs) No one needs to know about that, but I guess we're talking about it. Well, God, I mean, one more thing about like the subject of ritual, like, you know, it's like our little subculture has a shit ton of ritual and very much so from which touched upon before, like our little spots, you know, the places people dance, like even the clubs you go to and who you 
where you are and the, you know, it's, it's very ritualized and you got to wear black. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We dress for church too. We do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, sometimes security has to, you know, kick out a rowdy church goer. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> who's moved hey, by you know spirit. what? If a fucking actual Catholic church can like not let me in because my shoulders are showing, then we cannot let someone because their feet are showing. Oh, there we go. Should we apply for a tax bracket discount? Yeah, see, that's what the fucking satanic temple did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Cool. Um, I don't know. Anything else on the subject of the holy subject of the... I don't know. I feel like the subject is going to keep coming up the more we it do will. this. So it we're will. not going to complete this. I also want to have Matt on again to talk about like Nazi shit because like he has very interesting opinions oh yeah as another goth jew we get into that talk a lot yeah i I would definitely love that and you know i'll go grab some of my yeah and he knows the person who gave me those nazi daggers yes i have i have nazi daggers in my home it's a whole story what what are your plans current plans with those i don't know i'm they're actually like i don't even consider them belonging to me i'm basically holding on to them until the person they came from can find a way to like ethically sell them which is a complicated subject oh yeah yeah oh they're living with me they're living with a, a jew so that's where i feel that they are the safest yeah and that's why i took them home they're in good hands oh boy <laughs> well that's our uh, cliffhanger i guess is the fact there that there's go. nazi daggers in my house after all of that conversation yeah i'm we're, we're gonna cliffhanger that one the part two of that one yeah yeah i mean yeah i'd be I, I have questions. I, I I know it's a topic. I have to learn how to actually talk about it without throwing anybody under the bus un, unintentionally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Only if you feel comfortable. Do you yeah, think we'll talk about ener- that. any energy from them or being the, the holder of them? Um, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. I don't actually, because, because I am a Jewish person and they came from a person who is, well, I don't know his relationship to Judaism is different, uh, not really Jewish basically. And they were sort of given to me as like a, yeah, I don't want this in my house. And I was like, cool, I will bring them into my house. And I feel like their presence, like my presence owning them, like saps them of any yeah. meaning. Cause I'm like, no, I'm here. You're not. <laughs> you, all your witchy friends would say that objects have energy. I know, but I but I guess I'm agreeing with that, actually. Okay. I think that, like, because I wouldn't have said it the way that I just did now, but I feel like they, it gives me a certain amount of power. Right. Okay. Because I'm like, hey, I'm the one still fucking here. We don't have Nazis like th- on that brand anymore. We unfortunately still have Nazis. Yeah. But not who are mass producing daggers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have to go somewhere. So I feel like it's, an act of power to for me to own them, even though I don't really own them, but you know, to house them. Yeah. It's a good way to look at it. Reframe. Yeah. And like, maybe I am doing some like mental gymnastics to see it that way. That's also possible. I think I did that in my twenties with the other Nazi memorabilia situation. I guess I have a whole history with like encountering Nazi memorabilia. Yeah. That's a whole other subject. (laughs) Yeah. That is a, that it will to be continued everyone. I'm on like my third glass of wine too. So I think, <laughs> I think it's time. <laughs> we'll lower our, our heads in prayer and see you next time. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Something. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. This has been a weird one. Thank you for hanging with this. Always a fun. If you're, if you're still here person. <laughs> and we're still friends. And we're oh my God. After this. Hey, yeah. You and I are still friends. We can keep going. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next time. Good night.